Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan, today, today, we're recording a oh, little bit triple early. today. Triple, triple today. today. Okay. Because, you know, you got to change it up. It's a different day we're recording. Uh-huh. We're going to be breaking down. It's the same thing every week, though. We're breaking down week two of the preseason. Ryan, week two. There were clear winners. There were losers. And there were the Eagles who get their own category for how atrocious they played on Thursday night. You know how, you know how sad they hyped up football, football fans. That was mm-hmm. the first game of, of week two. Yeah. You, you see, you see Philadelphia do what they do. I don't even call that playing. You know, what's funny. Do you rem- remember, like, I think a few years back, there was this series or this episode on the science behind making an NFL schedule and you know how they're, working year round trying to make the best schedule and this is what they give us first first game to start the week eagles imagine when they built it they're like wow this is this is great guys this is that good stuff <laughs> yeah we came the good good this year yeah. <laughs> oh man but um obviously um i learned like later jalen hurts did not play and they subbed in a lot of their starters out because jalen hurts didn't play but still i don't think that's an excuse to not score anything yeah. um but anyways, same drill as last week. Ryan has some headliners. I have some headliners. And our goal is to catch y'all up with as much football news as possible. So with that being said, let's get started. Ryan, hit us up with those quick news headliners. Yep. I'm going I'm to tell it to you, and you can chime in whenever you want. So the first one, DeAndre Swift, running back for the Detroit Lions, is dealing with a groin injury that might make him not ready for week one. So look for uh, Jamal Williams to potentially start week one and it's just something to keep an eye out for for uh, fantasy week one but that offense I heard from training camp reports is no bueno so take it with a grain of salt people, people are hyping up DeAndre Swift and to some extent I think if the Hopefully value so. is there then the value is there mm-hmm. but I just I just don't see it right now there's just too many what ifs and I would rather be the person to just observe and be in awe with the person that has DeAndre Swift than be the person that has DeAndre Swift and be sad for the rest of the year. Which kind of works out in your favor here because you can just pick up Jamal Williams and use him for a week, for week one. If you have DeAndre Swift, do you get Jamal Williams? Is that a priority for you? I say no, because this injury doesn't seem too big. Mm -hmm. So they're saying like, he could even be available for week one, meaning that I don't think it's worth taking both of them. Got it. But I heard that you don't know how, how, so he will be active. He could be active week one. Yeah. We don't, they know. don't know how, they don't know how much he'll, he'll play. Exactly. He could play 60, 40, 30, mm-hmm. give him the Le'Veon Bell treatment. Who knows? The, the problem I, uh, before we move on, the one problem I have with taking both Swift and Jamal Williams is the fact that this offense from the report is not great. So why are you doubling down on two running backs on an offense that can't move the ball? I, Don't I do get it. what you're saying. You're doubling down on a risk that in the first place isn't even worth it. Exactly. Go go double down with like Hill and Hardman or something. Exactly. That's fair. Okay. I'll I'll take that. All right. Your next quick headliner. Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson of the Jets went down to so the Jets pass rush is looking a little bleak. Uh, they're potentially exploring some trade options, you know? Not, nothing too crazy there. Yeah, I there was i forgot which player that they were chandler jones i heard that oh. they were looking into trading for chandler jones I, I i was gonna offer a different guy also named c 
Leonard. His name starts with the C. Cleveland Farrell. But I guess not. I guess they're not interested in Cleveland Farrell. Oh, man. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if this... Um, were you done with your quick headliners? Because I had one that I just remembered that I just want to bring up to you. You, you. Go bring it up. I still have four more quick headliners. I heard that the Raiders were trying to bring Khalil Mack back. That is also one of my... Uh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> My message to Yannick Ngakwe is, it's okay, you can't always be someone's first choice, but at least you're there right now. <laughs> because I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> because the article was literally wasn't, it, it didn't even just, it didn't stop at the Raiders were trying to get Cleo Mack. They literally added the part before signing Yannick Ngakwe. Meaning that they didn't want him, they wanted Mack. They literally said, Yannick, you, you're the second choice. Yeah, you're the second choice, Yannick. <laughs> All right, keep going. That was awesome. Okay, Jamar Chase has brick hands so far in the preseason, and Joe Burrow is saying his struggles are due to a mental issue, not a physical issue. I'll save uh, comments for later. Okay, okay. Quick note on it before I forget. Honestly, I think a mental issue is worse, worse than a physical issue. Just saying. Just putting it out there. Very fair. Very fair. Falcons apparently started celebrating at halftime during their... Super Bowl run in 2017, and the Pats ended up winning. They had a 25-point lead at halftime. And how we know this is because Malcolm Butler spilled the beans. So Butler played for the Pats, and Robert Alford played for the Falcons at the time, and they're both on the Cardinals now, and Butler said he talked to Alford. Okay. I yeah. believe him 100%. <laughs> I believe it 100% too, but Jesus Christ, they're actually, you know, like, celebrating at halftime. They jinxed themselves. That's crazy. All right. Next up, the Raiders tried. Oh, sorry. We talked about that. This is my last one. <laughs> um, Justin Fields should start, but Matt Nagy. Uh, he's committed to Andy Dalton. He claims he needs to see Andy Dalton in the regular season. And uh, Mitchell Shorts said it best on Twitter. How are you an NFL coach if you had a whole month of training camp and two preseason games to evaluate two quarterbacks and you still can't make up your mind? Because Justin Fields is clearly playing better than Andy Dalton. But, you know, we didn't see Andy Dalton in the regular season yet. It's, it's like Nagy's just trying to lose his job. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the stuff that he pulls. Like, he's just, he just does things that people don't like. And he, I don't, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, I can't tell if it's intentional or not. Like, do you really, really need us to spoon feed you the facts? Or, or like, like you're just Josh and all of us. Like, I can't tell. I, I really can't tell. I thought that picking Justin Fields is turning the corner for them, but I guess not. But the funny thing also is that Matt Nagy seems like he's trying to lose his job, but he's the one coach that does not lose his job every year. It's because every year <laughs> he's on the hot seat and he just, he does just enough, just enough to get himself off the hot seat. Yeah. And he follows it up with this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you Which puts him back on the hot seat. You know, put, put, he does well under pressure. You know what's my favorite part? They Remember when they drafted Justin Fields? You're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, the whole problem was Mitchell Trubisky. And what does he do? <laughs> he, he leaves. Ham. Yeah. They let him go. And then he goes ham. Matt Nagy is like, we like Andy Dalton. Sure you do, man. You got smacked by Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> sure, he was a system quarterback. 
<laughs> Went to a different yeah. system. Still performed. Yeah. So, all right. That's all you have for your quick headliners. Did you want to transition to your first main one, or did you want me to go first? You can go first. Take it away. All right. Perfect. Um, it's a really good segue for one of your your quick one liners, and that okay. is um. So the topic, the headliner, I have wide receiver shockers, and I have two wide receivers for you that really caught my eye. The first one is Jamar Chase. Oh, oh, oh. I was hoping you'd say the other name first. I hope we think we're on the same page about the second name, but Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. As you know, Jamar Chase has continued to struggle with drops at Bengals training camp practices. And in the game. And in the game. And in the game. Don't forget that. Um, Beat writers are speculating that Chase could lose some early regular season snaps to Auden Tate because of the drops. The rookie wideout dropped all three of his targets in Friday's preseason game against Washington, and it doesn't sound as if recent practices have gone any better. Ryan, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving us one last chance because, you know, coming into the preseason, we were high as a kite for Jamar Chase. Yes. Higher than a kite, even. <laughs> Are you going to continue to die on this hill for Jamar Chase, or will you pull up the white flag? Okay. I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with, with, with some stuff, you know. What's funny is that, you know how I mentioned earlier Jamar Chase's brick hands? That reminds me of another guy that we always talk about, like kind of behind the scenes that has brick hands, Vance McDonald. But, yeah. But, but Jamar Chase... I am on your side. I am. I'm a man of my words. I said you draft this man, so you draft this man, and you double down on him. I think you know maybe the Friday night lights are too much for the for the man right now. He's not. He's not used to it. You know, Burrow's not even playing that well right now. Maybe it's not Jamar Chase's issue. Okay, very fair. Um, yeah, I have my concerns with Jamar Chase. He is a year removed from playing, and that's something that I forget. And so there is rust with his play, and it is very evident, unfortunately. He's also, what, two years removed from having Joe Burrow throw to him. So there might be some rust with that connection between the two. However, comma, I think that people are finally adjusting Jamar Chase with where he should be, like, correctly. I think people were too high on him. So now that he's going down, I think that's where the value should have been in the first place. Oh, I see what you mean now. Okay, that makes sense. So my my, my last kind of thought on it, it requires some of your input because it's like a question. So like Jamar Chase, first receiver taken off the board in the draft. So does that mean like draft analysts or pre-draft analysts just got it all wrong? Or... Jamar Chase is still the best wide receiver in this class. However, he just needs some time to reach that potential. Correct. I think okay. it's the latter. Got it. Okay. I think they, they valued him based off of potential. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Yes. So, But it is concerning to see, though. It is concerning to see. I, I don't want to say I'm drafting Jamar Chase this year, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm, we'll see if I have a lot of jamar chase stock this year but all right who's that second wide receiver receiver. yes this is so 
Jamar Chase was one that's underperforming. I'm, you know, we're changing up the culture here. I'm going to go with a wide receiver that was positive, that did very well. And I'm, and I think we know who, and I'm so excited to talk about him. I really hope so. Because if it's got, not, it'd be really embarrassing. Did he play yesterday? He played on Sunday. No, 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 no. He played yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, Monday. Marquez Calloway. Yes, Marquez. Yes. I'm so excited he, you brought his name up. He goes for five receptions, 104 yards, and two touchdowns. I think my favorite part was that his touchdowns were like no cheapies. Like, yeah. he, like he had to make the back shoulder catch, catch in traffic in the end zone. So my question for you, Ryan, with Michael Thomas out for the beginning of the season, did Marquez Callaway prove that he can be a fantasy asset this year with just this one performance? I think he he definitely did. Because like you said, his catches that he made, the one on the left sideline and the one in the end zone, they were not flukes. Like they, they were hard catches to make. Like literally there was an official review, you know, and people were waiting around to see if it was an actual TD or not. And because Michael Thomas is out, I think what, all the way to week eight, Marquez Callaway can come in and basically be the one or the two. Because the only guy ahead of him is Traquan Smith. And the, two, uh, the, the quarterback that threw him those two touchdown passes were Jameis Winston. It wasn't even like a second string or third string running back. This is the guy that is going to throw him the ball week one. So the connection is there basically already. You hit it spot on. I, you have to draft Marquez Callaway. I'm not saying draft him. You have to now. Oh, yeah, don't, don't do that. You know, be, be rational with it. But what mm-hmm. I am saying is, don't be the person that drafts Michael Thomas. Don't be the league that drafts Michael Thomas before Marquez Callaway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't be that league, you know. Be that person that drafts Marquez Callaway before Michael Thomas. Because Michael Thomas, he comes back week eight. Worst case scenario. You don't even know if he will be ready week nine. True, true. He has to ease back into the system. He, who knows who's his quarterback, so we don't even know if there's an actual connection. Because guess what? He hasn't been practicing since, what, June? Since he got his mm-hmm. surgery. So who knows if he has any any sort of connection like what Marquez Callaway has with, with Jameis Winston. I think Marquez Callaway is really just going to run away with the um, the wide receiver one job for this for this team. Exactly. because And if Callaway does run away with the number one wide receiver job, even when Michael Thomas comes back, let's say things are good for him. He comes back healthy week eight or week nine. Week nine I don't know if they're going to just insert Thomas and be like, everyone gets demoted. Because exactly. you got to roll with the hot hand or like the connection, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, I guess my, my problem with Marcus Callaway is like, where do we value him? Because you don't want to be too high. You don't want to be too low. Do you think he will score more points than Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks is on the Texans, correct? He's on the Texans. He's number one wide receiver. And he's had over a thousand yards for almost every season he's been in. I think Callaway will do better because as much as we dog on Jameis Winston, he puts up a lot of yards every season. It's just, you know, his TD to interception ratio is just not the greatest, but he's still slinging the ball around. It's like just because he, yeah, he's doing one for one, but I think that one year it was 30 TDs and like 30 interceptions. Something like that. So it's like really high. 30 TDs is still 30 TDs at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right on that. So 
yeah, that's all I had for um for this section. Take it away, Ryan, for yours. All right, next next up, Travis Etienne suffers a Liz Frank injury uh, that will end his season. So uh, I actually searched up what a Liz Frank injury is, and a Liz Frank injury is you know okay. The only reason I searched it up was because I was like, how is he out for a whole season? So Liz Frank is a midfoot injury. So that's when bones in your midfoot are broken. Uh, sounds painful. But yeah, so is James Robinson, is he the man again? Or no? His current RB ranking is RB 16 to 19. There's a clear cut, uh, I guess you could say clear cut number one now that James Robinson is the only guy. But do you think the fact that they threw him in the doghouse to begin with, and now they're bringing him back out out of need. Uh, what do you do? You know, you wonder if it makes him feel some type of way, right? You probably feel some type of way. I feel, I feel some type of way for him. I think, in terms of James Robinson's value, you you put him right where Travis Etienne was. I think people were drafting Travis Etienne ahead of James Robinson. Was that the the right value pick? It's up to y'all to decide. But I think James Robinson, with the amount of workload that he's going to have, he's the true number one running back. He's at least a running back, too. My only concern is, is they still have he pieces. Is. They have Carlos Hyde, who I don't so – I saw this on Twitter. Carlos Hyde is like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of running backs. For whatever team he goes on, he just finds value somehow. Just like Frank Gore, too. <laughs> Frank Gore. Yeah. <laughs> Taking taking under his wing, and that's my only concern for James Robinson. That's why I'm not like, okay, all in James Robinson, RB10. I still think you have to temper expectations. Number one thing that people aren't talking about, too, what happened to Trevor Lawrence? Got absolutely destroyed. Wait, wait, like, like, talking about his whole stat sheet or his, uh, the actual quarterback hit where he got destroyed? The multiple, the, the <laughs> fact that I was seeing him on the ground more than, than upright. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jags fans probably had, like, heart palpitations. Palpitations. How can you how can you trust James Robinson with that much, I guess, like, enthusiasm, given that that's the state of your offensive line, too? It's the same O-line I think they had from last year, though, right? Very true. Very true. So do you think that their report play was straight up just, oh, let me, let me retract, though. So same offensive line. But what's stopping them from passing more? Not they have a competent quarterback. You don't think Gardner Minshew was competent? No? You don't like? If he was competent, then he would be starting. And the Jaguars would have <laughs> the first overall pick. True, true. Okay. So, yeah, I, I can see them passing more, but it's still a balance. So, I feel unless Trevor Lawrence can make this or turn this into like a Brady offense or like a Mahomes offense, they're still going to be running the ball because it still has mm-hmm. to be a balanced, balanced approach. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's a concern about how much James Robinson will be running the ball. Okay, very fair. So we're talking about value for James Robinson right now. Who do you have ahead of him and who's someone that you have behind him? Like somewhere close, like I'll give you an example. Chris Carson. Hmm. I honestly like Oh, I was I was going to say a name, 
But then, as I was going to say it, choked up a little bit because I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go James Robinson. I'm going to go James Robinson. Okay, how about J.K. Dobbins? I'm going to go James Robinson. Okay, how about Daryl Henderson? Isn't he injured with a thumb injury or something? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later too. Okay, but let's say if he wasn't injured with a thumb injury, uh, maybe I'll go James Robinson. I like James Robinson. He he did good last year. He left a good impression on me. That's my favorite part. You're like, oh, with the injury, and you're like, oh, if not, James Robinson. So <laughs> yeah. you think that the injury is going to boost up his stock. Regardless <laughs> if he's injured or not, you're going with James Robinson. Yeah, and my case for James Robinson is he showed he can run last year. He went over a thousand yards last year. Mm-hmm. This year, sure, the situation's a little different. There might be a little bit of bad blood, a little bit of saltiness, whatever. But he's back in the same role, and like you mentioned earlier, or Carlos Hyde does good wherever he goes, but. I don't think he's a true threat to James Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that all you have for your chat? That's all I had to say. All right. Awesome. So for my next headliner, it's going to be super simple. It's an injury spotlight. We knocked out a couple, actually. I only had four names. We talked about like two of them, but I'll revisit Daryl Henderson. So how this is going to work, we'll go through a list of injuries, Ryan. Stop me at any point if you think it's significant enough to change any of your rankings for a running back, a wide receiver, any player. Okay. And if not, we just keep going. Sounds good. Sounds sounds good. Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson could return to practice this week with the Colts as he continues to recover from foot and from his foot injury. Does that change any of how you rank someone like a Jonathan Taylor or a Michael Pittman or someone like that. I think if anything, it's better for Jonathan Taylor because it's funny because at the end of the day, Quint Quentin Nelson is not even a left tackle. He's like, he's just a good blocker and run and pass blocker, but he's a guard. Mm-hmm. So I think if anything, he's going to pave the way for Jonathan Taylor. I think Michael Pittman stays the same. So Jonathan Taylor could go up a little bit. That's how I see it. Got it. Okay. Sounds good. How about with Carson Wentz? He started practicing. Huh. Uh, I think Carson Wentz could do it, but Sam Sam Ellinger, man. The guy we saw. Oh, the high Sam <laughs> you're, you're probably ask me again next week. Ask you again next week. Got you. Adam he looked good. He looked okay. good, everybody. Okay. Bring back. He he looked good, but you don't you follow. You follow you, you follow the money. You follow the value. You don't give up that much for Carson Wentz just to give up on him. I agree. At that point, then why didn't why didn't they evaluate their, their quarterbacks before? I agree. I agree. This right, this th- this Sam Ellinger response for me is purely emotional. <laughs> emotional. I see. Okay. Moving on to the next player. We have Adam Trotman, New Orleans Who? Saints tight end. The only reason why I'm adding this okay. is because he's actually supposed to be a sleeper. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because behind Marquez Callaway, who else are they supposed to throw the ball to? And Adam Chapman was supposed to be that, that second wide, that second receiver, not wide receiver. He plays tight end. Okay. But he suffered a foot ankle injury. So does that change anything for you? Because it changes something for me. 
what would it change for you? I think they lean on Alvin Kamara more. I think so too. They they would lean on him more. Uh, I think their second string, Nick Vanette. Uh, I I, I don't too. think that's anything to look into. He's hurt too. Oh, he's hurt too. They're looking into bringing bringing in someone like a Trey Burton or Tyler Eifert. That's how desperate they are. Right okay. Now. Okay. But yeah, I definitely see Alvin Kamara's usage going up. Another thing that you just brought up, or like that I just kind of thought of, Marquez Callaway, was he playing against the twos or the ones the for ones. the other team? Oh, he's I... playing against the ones. You know, hmm. not sure. Because if anything, this takes eyes away from their tight end position and just puts more onto Callaway. And if Callaway was playing against the twos, imagine him getting locked up, double teamed by ones. There's going to be no Marquez Callaway show anymore. The show's canceled. The show's canceled. James Winston is throwing the ball to those DBs, 100%. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. But yeah, I hate to see it. Um, the next player I had was Travis Etienne, but we talked about him. Mm-hmm. So my last player is going to be Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. He was removed from practice on Monday following a thumb injury. He's now been diagnosed with a mild thumb sprain and should be ready for the regular season opener for Chicago. This just gives this a a sigh of relief for me. It is a sigh of relief because I I didn't get updated with the news. So I thought that there was still no timetable for his return. The last time I read it was uh, McVeigh saying they're concerned. Mm-hmm. And he has no clue how severe the injury is. So then that, that led me to seeing another article where apparently they're looking into the Pats or the Pats would be a good option because the Pats have a lot of running back depth. But I guess he's coming back. So huge sigh of relief. Man, getting someone like a Sony Michelle won't be bad. Yeah, that's oh. literally who they said in the article because they have Damian Harris. They have Sony Michelle. They have uh, Brandon Bolden. He didn't really play too much, but they have a lot of guys in New England. Yeah, they have a ton, ton of depth at running back. So they're a good trade piece, especially because James Robinson is most likely not on the trade block anymore. Yeah. So for my injuries. Okay. Go for it. So for my next uh, news headline. Perfect. We're talking about the Pats. So just when we thought there was like a legit QB competition on the Pats, Cam Newton pops up back on the news. The Pats are frustrated with his misunderstanding of COVID protocols. So what happened was Newen left New England for a team-approved medical appointment. However, he chose to conduct those medical appointments at a non-NFL facility. So now he's subject to five days away from the team, which means that he cannot participate in in practice. I think they're doing joint practices with the Giants or something like that. Yeah, he can't participate in them. So my question or my talking point here. Is it Mayo Max time to shine? Is he going to run away with the job? And is he capable of starting for your team? I mean, I'm not asking you to draft him with a draft pick, but, you know, would you pick him up and would you trust him? Maybe on the waivers or something? By week filling. Okay. 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 That's that's all I have for Mac Jones. He has proven in the preseason that he can be – he can actually bring you value. Yes, one week, two weeks, which weeks I don't know yet. (laughs) You kind of would you start him against Baltimore? No, but would you start him against Detroit? Yeah, because Baltimore has two 
too many good linebackers. Patrick Queen it's, and stuff scares me. Yeah. And this guy dinks and dunks. He does, but I mean, he's at least accurate. You know what I'm saying? Like, he does his job and he does it well. That is true. That is true. So, can't hate him on that. With that being said, Ryan, do you have any other headliners that you want to go out? I got one more. Go for it. Teddy B and Drew Locke. So, I only brought this up because you mentioned how you're a Drew Locke believer. You support the man. I don't blame you. You know, he, he raps on the sidelines. He's a cool guy. And uh, their competition is brewing. You know, there, there's a competition, QB competition over there. So Teddy B, very calm in the pocket. You know, he brings a calm presence to the team. Drew Locke is a Drew Locke. Uh, not in a bad way. I mean, he gives the team, like, big playability, like that pass to KJ Hamler and stuff. Uh, is it worth trying to roster one of these quarterbacks? Or do we still have to wait? It's not worth rostering either. Okay. If you had to choose, I mean, have you watched, have you seen video or film of these two guys playing in the preseason? Yes. Who would you choose? Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. And the only reason why is because I've seen him be able to perform on a different two decent wide receivers. Oh, okay. On a different team. Okay. Drew Locke uh, got me concerned. I like that. Okay. He's not bad, but I don't think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater right now. Got it. Okay. So that's all I had for news headliners. You know, it's very funny. I was trying to save the best for last, but you, you beat me to it. My last headliner. I beat you to it? It's QB starters. So, <laughs> okay. This is, it's a little segment at the end. It's going to be pretty interesting. I feel like it would be cheating if we kind of did it after week three of the preseason. So I want to do this right now, Ryan. I'm going to, we have five, five QB jobs. And I want you to predict which quarterback will start for week one. So this is not your opinion on who should start. It's who do you think will start? Oh, it's who will start, not who I want to start. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have to put my shoes in these head coaches' minds. Exactly. All right. Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke? <laughs> I'm Big Fangio. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing questionable moves. I'm going Drew Locke. Okay. I would have gone. To- okay. I, I think he likes Teddy Bridgewater just a bit. You think so? Okay, okay. With okay. Because I want Teddy Bridgewater. Because I want Teddy Bridgewater. But I just think Vic Fangio might just go Drew Locke, dude. <laughs> okay. I think he I think he has a little bit I think he's a little bit more competent than other coaches on this list. But anyways, <laughs> Trey Lance or Jimmy G, who will start week one. Jimmy G. Okay. I I think it's Jimmy G. Do you have a reason for that or no? Trey Lance looks a little too raw for me. And that O-line you guys have right now without Trent Williams, I, I, okay. I never want to put the game in this way where it's kind of like, who do you want to sacrifice out there? Who, who do you want to throw in the pot of fire, you know? But Trey Lance is your new guy. You obviously don't want this guy banged up. I Even, even if he's not ready to start, if there was a better O-line right now for you guys, I think Trey Lance could start because, you know, you know he's well protected. But if he's getting chased around like that, every damn play uh i don't want my guy getting hurt man this is no knock on jimmy g either it's the problem is is that they drafted it's like what you said earlier about value how much did you pay this guy and stuff yeah they paid jimmy g more but they wasted or not wasted they spent what a third pick and the draft on trey lance so he is the future you got to protect the future very fair 
Very, very fair. I think it's because Jimmy G has been playing just a, a hair better than Trey Lance. That better, yeah. Yeah. Did you see his rush? One rush I, for 10 yards. Oh, was that his oh, career high? It's obviously, <laughs> of course. But what, what's going on, though? Jimmy G and Trey Lance have been throwing the ball pretty high. Or is like 6'1", 6'2", not, not tall enough for them? They keep thinking they have Crabtree on the field. Big wide receiver. Oh, they never even played with Crabtree, but, you know, they're just hoping that they had a big wide receiver. Isn't Ayuk like 6'1", to 6'3"? I only think he's like 6'1". Six foot, six foot really? Yeah, he's not 6'3". From my understanding, I don't think he is. Oh, yeah, he's six. He's six. Yeah. Six flat, right? Oh, damn. I, I guess they're sorry, but I guess you guys are too small for Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Too small for Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Yeah. All right. Next quarterback duo, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Who do you think will start week one? Jameis Winston. I think he's just done more in the preseason. Jameis Winston, I agree. Yeah. Andy Dalton or Justin Fields? <laughs> we kind of answered this already. <laughs> Andy Dalton. Andy it, Dalton. It should not be Andy Dalton. Let's just put that out there. But it is going to be Andy Dalton. Very fair. The last one, last but not least, it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones. Mac Jones, especially because what happened with, I think, Cam, he's going to get less practices now. And I think if Mac really, if Mayo Mac really wants it, this is his chance because he is the only quarterback that's going to be on that practice field. Very fair. I think Cam Newton still starts the season. Oh, you think Cam Newton will still start? He's he's been playing really well. He has, but I heard you're frustrated with the man. You're frustrated with Antonio Brown, and he's on the field. Very true. Very true. But Antonio Brown is just a wide receiver, and he's you know not running your whole team. When you because how many times have we seen last season? Cam Newton throws an interception or misses an open wide receiver in the red zone and then pan the camera to Bill Belichick and he's just standing there looking annoyed as hell. But he had no weapons. That is true. That is true. He had no weapons and now he does and now you see that he's performing well. You have Scotty Miller. Is Scotty Miller that much better than an aging Antonio Brown that literally gets into a fight every single day? He actually threw a punch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he he balled up his hand into a fist and he actually swung. Yes, he actually. Do you know what's my favorite part? What? You hear about a suspension? No. The team? No, yeah. Tom Brady They're probably keeping... rescued him. I, I bet you. I bet you Tom Brady rescued him. That's why Bruce Aaron was like, I didn't see anything. God damn it. Are you blind or what? <laughs> Just at the moment the, 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 the fight happened, his glasses just happened to be off, right? He was cleaning it. That's, that's the only thing I could think of. What? All right, what were you going to say, Ryan? I have one last thing. That's just the funny thing because Brady always bails his teammates out of things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like nepotism and favoritism. It really is, but it, you get that power when you're the best player in football. True, true. Okay. You know what what was right. your one last thing? Now... I want you to do this really fast. Pick which quarterback will have the most fantasy impact for their team. Okay. All right, Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke? Or, or Drew Locke? Wait, oh, oh so we're doing who ha- will have the most impact? Yeah, who will have the most impact? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I agree, Teddy Bridgewater. Trey Lance or Jimmy G? Oh, for fantasy? Maybe Jimmy G. 
I think I think they might just roll with Jimmy G. Trey Lance, if you want to draft him and have him on your team, Jimmy G, if you want to get someone like a Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? Winston. Winston. Yeah, easy. he's just he's just gonna get you yards. You don't draft him. You draft yeah, his pieces. <laughs> All right, um, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. He's I don't like, think that Andy Dalton experiment's gonna last too long. I don't think so either. And you need to hop in that train as fast as possible for Justin yeah. Fields. <laughs> you get you get Justin Fields. You get Allen Robinson, and you look into Darnell Mooney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Darnell Mooney. Forget about Darnell Mooney. I know people do sometimes. I think he'll do pretty well with Justin Fields. And last but not least, Cam Newton or Mac Jones? Who do you think will have the most fantasy impact for their team? Maybe Cam Newton because he's dual threat. He can run the ball. In, like Most of his touchdowns last year were rushing touchdowns. I don't think Mac Jones can run that like that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think for this one, it's like, who do you want on the Patriots? You want a running back? You hope Mac Jones is the quarterback because Cam Newton is going to steal steal rushes and steal goal line work. Yeah. You, you like Jacoby Myers. You hope it's Cam Newton. Exactly. He, for whatever reason, Jacoby Myers is always open when Cam Newton is throwing the ball, but never when Mac Jones is. Very true. Jacoby Myers is someone we should also talk about soon, too. He, he, he's been showing up. He's kind of in that that grab bag of wide receivers, like a Brandon Cooks, like a Marquez Callaway. Mm-hmm. Put Myers on that list. They, don't be you surprised should. if they do well. Yeah, I agree. That's all I had, Ryan. That's all I had too. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again next week when we break down preseason week three. Some pretty exciting stuff is going to come out of uh, next week because some teams are playing their starters like the Niners in the last week in the last week of the preseason. So uh, that's it. And that's the T. And that's the T. Goodbye, y'all.